SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Well, quite an intriguing court ruling on Friday. The High Court in Tswane, three judges saying government must make sure all public hospitals, schools and police stations have uninterrupted electricity supplies by the end of January. Several opposition parties brought the case. The judges saying load shedding was the fault of government through its failure to invest in power stations early enough and through the policy by Eskom of running power stations too hard with too little maintenance in the years up to 2017. At the same time, the COP28 climate summit underway at the moment seeing more calls for countries to stop using fossil fuels. But the person running the summit, Sultan Al-Jabir, who also runs the oil SOE in the United Arab Emirates, says phasing out coal, coal, oil and gas, and this is his phrase, would take the world back into caves. Professor Samson Mampwedi is the head of the Energy Secretariat of the South African National Energy Development Institute. Professor Mampwedi, uh, good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen and the listeners. I presume, uh, let's start with the court ruling first, no matter what the court ruling says, there's no way Eskom or government could stop load shedding by January and no way government can get backup power to all of the schools, hospitals and police stations in the country. Yeah, that's correct. So the the, the, the court judgment is basically in line with what uh, the, the president wanted to do when he appointed the, the Minister of Electricity. That was the the uh, top of his agenda was to basically exempt those uh, establishments uh, from load shedding. But, um, uh, you know, looking at the timeline and looking at the fact that they've been trying to do so for quite a long time and they, they, were, they, they were unsuccessful, uh, I don't think they will be able to do that by, 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 the, by the 31st of January. It's not going to be possible. So, I mean, government will now have to appeal the order and just say it can't be done or be seen to be in contempt of court. It's quite a difficult technical position for them. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Uh, it's either they need to appeal or they need to write to the court and ask for an extension of time, which can be done, uh, because this is not like a, a, a criminal matter, but um, a civil matter where they can they can approach the court and say, we, we understand what you're saying, uh, but it's not possible for us to be able to do it within this particular timeline. Can you give us an extension uh, of, of time. And in my view, they need to, to extend to maybe mid um, uh, next year, around June, July, there, while they are still working on, on various uh, interventions. The biggest problem, Stephen, is, is that um, is the technical side of things to say, how do you exempt these establishments and ensure that the people around them are not exempted because they they are connected to the lines that are giving power to the people around them and the businesses around them and if you don't if, if you if you don't uh, implement this properly you you end up exempting the people and the businesses around these establishments which becomes unfair to the rest of the society in South Africa you can just imagine house prices around a hospital, for example. Um, the arguments around fossil fuels at COP28, and they have a direct bearing, and Professor, you and I have spoken about this many times. We're in the middle of a sort of huge energy transition. We have big debates around what the mix should be. Um, what's happening at COP28 has a huge bearing on what happens to us. And we have a Sultan Al-Jabir claiming giving up oil and gas would see us, I'm not going to repeat his quote, but would see us going uh, backwards, would stop global development. Do you agree with him? Uh, I don't fully agree with that particular statement, and I think it's it's quite a, a bit unfortunate. The, I think what he, he was supposed to have looked at is 
the pace at which we do it, um, you know, and and the, the issue around bringing in um, uh, some abatement uh, technologies such as your your carbon capture and storage technologies, your carbon capture and utilization uh, technologies. We have uh, now the, the the green hydrogen side of things that we can also used to replace some of the of the fossil fuels in the transport sector as well uh, we know about the work that uh, the the japanese have done for instance the work that uh, we are doing here in south africa also being involved even on on um, aviation fuels uh, cleaner aviation fuels and things like that so for me it's more about the the pace of the transition to say let's 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 not um, uh, 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 you know mess up in terms of the the security of energy supply but we need to move from from uh, 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 fossil fuels to cleaner fuels and also cleaner fossil fuels technologies um, one of the one of the interesting things about this now, Environmental Affairs Minister Barbara Creasy, also at COP, saying over the weekend that really the problem with the just energy transition is financing, and for us that's a big issue. Do you expect us to get any more financing from out of this summit? Yeah, I think uh, the financing part is also a, a a bit of a tricky one because what we see now is. Um, uh, the the delays in the in the setting up of the loss and damage fund, uh, which is basically the fund that can assist, especially the the developing countries in terms of accessing fund uh, after the loss and damage, um, and and also the climate finance itself. Um, it's coming uh, largely as as loans, um, and as opposed to uh, you know maybe 50-50 loans and grants. Uh, those loans are quite uh, good because they 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 they've got le- low interest rates. Um, but however, the conditions that come with the with the finance also are, are a bit a bit uh, tricky because in most cases they come and say it's only for 100% renewables. In South Africa, for instance, we've got a big problem with our grid uh, capacity. So we can use some of that money to strengthen the grid where we want to connect renewable energy. You recall, Stephen, that there's more than 3,000 megawatts that that could not be announced by by Minister Mantasha because of the grid challenges. So those are some of the nitty-gritties that we need to, 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 to work around. Um, the energy minister, Greta Mantashe, uh, is quoted in Business Day this morning saying he wants to issue three more electricity procurement rounds before the end of the year. And I realize the end of the year is three weeks, uh, sort of four weeks away, but it's really two weeks away in terms of the working year. Is it possible to issue three more procurement rounds? I mean, that would be moving very quickly. Yeah, um, I expect that uh, uh, we will have... Um procurement of between 15,000 and 17,000 megawatts before the end of the year. That's a big, that's a, a huge amount of electricity. Would uh, what, Do we know what the energy mix on that would be? Um, most of it will be, we, we expect that most of it will be wind, uh, followed by solar, and then there will be some um, battery energy storage facilities, uh, there will be about 2,500 megawatts of nuclear as well. Hmm. Um, we had a conversation earlier with PwC. They issued a report late last week. Uh, their experts suggested that, in fact, we would need gas-fired uh, electricity, gas-generated electricity, perhaps even sort of half of all the new generation capacity, quite a big amount, quite a significant amount. 
Um, I realize this is very contentious, but do you expect us to need a lot of gas in the future? It's not a, it's not renewable, which means you can always use, it's always on, um, but it also means that it's still a fossil fuel. Yes, um, yeah, I, I just forgot to mention that in the next uh, procurement, we also expect some gas um, uh, capacity to be procured as well. The, 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 the issue with gas is that it's one stage below um, uh, other, other fossil fuels such as coal in terms of emissions, so it can be used as a transition kind of a fuel. Uh, we have, uh, there are studies that have indicated that uh, we we will run out of gas in the country if we're looking at the current gas supply systems uh, by by 2050. So so that's we we need to look at at that from that point of view of saying where will we get gas? Are we bringing these this, uh, gas power stations between now and 2050? And then we while we ramp up the renewables part of things, those are some of the questions that we're starting we're starting to look at in uh, you know from the scientific point of view as well. But we expect some gas to be to form part of the energy mix in the in the 15 to 17,000 megawatts that the minister will be uh, announcing quite soon. Professor Samson Mampuedi, thank you. Head of the Energy Secretariat at the South African National Energy Development Institute. Really appreciate the time.